You are listening to the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. And for that, I apologize. Hello, and thanks for downloading the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. Recording live via via the internet. I'm your old pal Sanders. I'm your good by live. And if you are keeping score at home, this is episode 162, a used and amused edition. Yeah, it was um what more importantly than anything, it's an actual edition of the <laughs> podcast. I feel like a virgin old teenager in a sec teenager sex movie uh, lately. <laughs> You know, bending over backwards and making time, and then, you know, every time I think it's going to happen, I just end up frustrated and I don't lose my virginity yet. <laughs> A couple of weeks ago, I was sitting here for like two hours before the um, recording went out and lost a hour and a half of gold. Then the other night, was I came home and... Got in front, I was logging in, you're like, I'm done, man. Can't do it. <laughs> I'm like Jason fucking Biggs right now. <laughs> yeah, we've had some bad, we've had a, 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 a string of bad luck. The, um, yeah, that's, uh, comedy. This is my prom. <laughs> the, uh, the busted recording, right? Could we got... We got back together, right? We, oh, we did the we did the WrestleMania episode in, in yeah. the interim. So we. I mean, everybody of, needs to know these are problems that are a result of a the fact that we have issues coordinating because we are fifteen thousand plus miles away from each other, which complicates matters. We got our own lives, and also um, you know, so we got you know our own things keeping us busy, and sometimes. Like, I know right now, in particular, your schedule's getting busier, and then the job I've been doing, I've been trying to put in 10-hour days, so it's just complicating everything, you know? Whereas, like, if we were both in New Orleans or both in Asbury Park, we'd be like, hey, let's just get together and I can do it, you know? Yeah, totally. And it would be an excuse to get together, and it would be, yep. uh, you know, it would be a social activity that we could check off of our calendars. But I think we're in that, we're in a, in a, in a rare a rare stage where we're both transitional. I'm a little less transitional, but equally as busy. And you're yeah. transitional, therefore very busy. Yeah. So plus we got an hour time gap too. That's that, another thing people gotta realize, you know? That kills us. One hundred percent uh is the is the biggest factor. Um because that makes the out, the end time, that much more important. Yeah. So, like, you know, there's very few days where it's past 9 30, 10 o'clock that I can say, yeah, yeah, no, no worries. I'm totally flexible. But yep. we've been running into those. We've been, we've been hitting those and trying to, to coordinate so i uh with that being said if you stayed where you are and i moved to either the mountain or pacific time zone this show might just die 
Oh, I would get. I would guarantee it. Yeah, it would be difficult. Yeah, yeah, it would, it would totally be difficult. Unless, like, I became independently wealthy and moved there, and I had all my days free. You know. Yeah. I'd be yeah. like, oh, I'll be sitting on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have to. We have some decisions to make for for May. Uh, which is which is coming up, and uh, we'll talk about that, and we'll figure right. that out. And that's but. another difficult thing because I'm not a planner either. You know? Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll have to make some decisions based on that fact, or work around that fact. So yeah, stay stay tuned. Uh, Two Star Excuses Army, your marching orders will be coming shortly. So, but we're good. We're we're, we're gonna yeah. muscle through April. That's uh. That's I think that's a fair enough commitment. And to let it in on people right now, it's early Sunday evening, uh, seven twenty-eight Central Time, eight twenty-eight Eastern Time. I just got back from a movie, um, which is one of the reasons I did a delay because it was a small movie only playing at one time a day, you know, and I wanted to see it before it left. Um, but it was a Steve Buscemi movie, so I kind of had to see it. Oh, what was it called? Uh, the Death of Stalin. It was a comedy about the death of Joseph Stalin. Yeah, I mean, what other kind of movie is it going to be? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what's funny about it. it Jeffrey Tambor's in it. It's, it's just like, it's about like when Stalin dies, you know, and then trying to figure out who's going to succeed and what happens, but it's done in a, it's a dark comedy, basically, you know? Oh, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, that so good. Um, it might already be on Amazon Prime. For all you know, you know. Oh, all right. I'll check it out, and then we'll tackle it yeah. uh, next to Sorry Excuses episode. But I got that movie pass. I was like, I want to go see a movie. I got the movie pass, you know. Yeah. And it was, and it was only play, last week. It was playing like three or four times at the one theater it was playing at. The one that plays like one of the theaters that plays like more independent films and stuff. And then this week it was down to one showing a day at four fifty even during the week, and I wasn't going to make it at 4.50 during the week, so I'm like, I just want to see it, you know? I was yeah. like, and when you can go for free, not free, but $8, you can go see uh, one movie a day for every day of the year for $8 a month, you know? Uh, that's pretty good. Nine-something, I guess, technically, but I got the discount because I paid ahead of time, you know? Yeah, that is a good deal if you take advantage of it. Yeah, so I already made up for it. You know, I went to go see that unsane movie last week. You know, with uh, it's a Steven Soderbergh movie that was all shot on like an iPhone or whatever. You know. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks like it was shot on an iPhone, but it's you know Soderbergh. He he's always trying to change everything up. <laughs> you know, I'm sort of like a movie buff. You know, yeah. so yeah, yes, you are. Although I don't see movies like. Lord of the Rings and shit like that. You know? Yeah, it's so, so passe. So <laughs> no, passe. I guess he's Star Wars and all that. I just, I was never into Lord of the Rings, so I saw one Harry Potter movie and it didn't do anything to stoke my interest in Harry Potter movies. <laughs> yeah, the Harry Potter movies are tough. They, um, they're good, but you have to have a, uh, a, a reference point through the books. Yeah, and I'm not reading children's books. I think Lord of the Rings, that's the same deal. I think those are good movies, but I think you need a reference point through the books. uh, And that increases your either enjoyment or your engagement, even if you're not enjoying them. You're like, oh, okay, I can see that. Oh, wait, they they missed it on that. But for the most part, they hit it, so that's why they were a success. But 
Um, Either way, that's for our companion podcast, At the Movies with Matt and Matt. (laughs) We are here today to discuss... Yes, yes, yes. yes. One of our favorite all-time activities... (laughs) We're always, Buying we're always on the edge of going off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about used shit that we buy. So this is our at least third installment of the Used and Amused podcast, I believe. Yep, the soon-to-be famous Used and Amused. And uh, this is a departure. This is a, this is a, this is a bit of a departure from the traditional mo, which usually has us purchasing things off Craigslist and engaging with the seller, and either purchasing that item or not purchasing that item. But spoiler alert: uh, the two times we've done this, we've obviously purchased the items. Yeah, I mean. But th- we we say Craigslist because yes, that's what we restricted it to. But there's no reason we shouldn't like mention if we found some good stuff like at a garage sale that we just happen to be passing. You know, great segue, my friend, because this week <coughs> I am fully entrenched in the Facebook Marketplace. Okay, awesome. Now I'm not a Facebook user. But that as far, doesn't mean as I'm, far as the hoi polloi knows, you're not a Facebook user. <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm not a Facebook account holder, and it doesn't mean I don't partake in some of its services. So for work, I handle all of the social media for uh, the company that I do work with. We don't do a lot of Facebook stuff because it's a lot of business to business. So Twitter is a is a very good. Twitter's very too. big with the business stuff, yes. So, but I feel like I Ed McMahon it. now. Yes, Twitter is very big <laughs> for the business. <laughs> uh, 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 um, but I use like an aggregate um, publisher. It's called Hootsuite, and it lets you just type in one message and it'll distribute it to all the platforms that you that you use from the social media front. Um, one platform to rule the world. Exactly. <laughs> but the 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 other half of the business hilltop management has has essentially two halves it's got the um event operations which i probably am doing 60% of that day to day work if you would if we were to look at it in a traditional hierarchy i'm probably akin to a coo i do the staffing um, I do the proposals, I do the budgeting, I do uh, about half of the events. Are now, under. that would stand for Chief Operating Officer, correct? Correct. All right, for those who might not be familiar with all the corporate lingo That's out there. That's true. That's true. Chief Operating Officer. Yes. And, but the other half is media. And uh, in addition to uh, Dave, who's the uh, Chief Executive Officer, being a, a broadcaster, he also does uh, media buying. Okay. So, what does Dave broadcast? Is he he's the Seton Hall? Is he the guy that does play by play stuff? Yeah, yeah. So he's uh, he does Seton Hall radio and he does um, CBS Sportsnet. Okay. Does a lot of their mid major college basketball. He's you know he's entrenched. He's a regional. Mid-level. He's doing all this like northeastern type yep. of. Like 
like your CBS Sportsnet if they're doing like a Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference games it. type of stuff, like a yeah, Siena yeah. versus Ryder Tilt, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's uh, you know that's kind of his area. He was up for a, he was a, up for a big job uh, over the summer. He was a finalist for the Duke uh, radio job, football and basketball. Oh wow! But he did uh, he did not get it. They went with mm. somebody who was in in house, I think maybe. Okay, but. So what that means is that we do a lot of media buying, social media buying for clients of his, and he has asked me to oversee that because I'm good with analytics and numbers and, and you know scheduling and, and the whatnots. So in order to facilitate all that, that is a very long way to I say- I think you're primarily, your primary strength is with the whatnots. <laughs> <laughs> My, uh, the long-winded- <laughs> answer to do i have a presence on facebook and i would say i do not have a presence on facebook i have a business facebook account you you maintain an account for a business basically yes it's how i buy the ads it's how i do uh the analytics etc etc within that it gives you access to all the 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 normal necessary accoutrements of of facebook I like that you said accoutrements because there's Thank a lady you. I've been working with sitting next to me who uses that, who basically overuses that word. <laughs> <laughs> that's a tough word that's, to overuse. Yeah, that's because she uses it just, that's why it's crazy. The idea yeah. she overuses it every day. She's like, oh, I'm coming up you know, with his accoutrements. <laughs> it's like, man, I, I heard that. That word maybe once a year, and now I've heard it every day for the last two and a half weeks. <laughs> right, and technically she's probably using it in in within the scope of the definition, yes. but it's <laughs> not really proper to use that word in in common speak. Yes, she just it's just a fifty cent word that she loves to use. <laughs> right, right. It's like going around calling somebody's bad breath halitosis all the time. Yeah, it's like they. Teachers, the old example they used to give. You know, you can walk down the hall or you can perambulate down the corridor. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I got to write that down because that's the episode title is Perambulate Down the Corridor. <laughs> so anyway, I have, um, I have taken a shine to the Facebook Marketplace. Which, I'll tell you what, Facebook should shut down all of its social posting functionality and invest 100% of its time and effort into their marketplace because there's some good shit on there, man. (laughs) And if they weren't stealing people's information and selling that to third parties, they could just charge a fee to post insertions and products sim- similar to how eBay does and they could be they could be the leading m- online marketplace in within 3 to 5 years it's yeah. great it's so user friendly it's so functional people have this connection to it i think that don't that they don't have to to eBay eBay to me as a as a former eBay merchant is 
it's pretty straightforward and it's pretty easy. But like, I don't know, my dad, who I helped him sell some eBay stuff, it's a little bit of a different universe, you know? And he's technologically yeah. literate. He yeah. he keeps me up to speed on a bunch of stuff, but that marketplace idea is a little daunting and a little confusing. Um to explain think, to how the Facebook it. marketplace works for the audience out there. Okay, so and I've, only ever, I've only ever used it on the on the mobile application. And on the mobile application, um so take out some pen and paper because I'm gonna get a little technical here. Um there is a house type of button. Looks like a looks like a little shed or a, a, a storefront. Uh, push on that storefront, and then there's a bunch of pictures. Okay. And then push on a picture. And there are you, you telling go. me to do this? Well, that this is just that that's kind of <laughs> an online tutorial. <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> and then, then now you've got everything you need to know to buy one tall bookshelf from Amanda DeRobley in Ocean, New Jersey. And so who I, wouldn't want Amanda DeRobley's <laughs> tall bookshelf in Ocean, New Jersey? Exactly. Um, so I guess, I guess it works similar. It, it looks like it's kind of a cross between Instagram. And and a and a news feed type of uh, situation. So when you you you've got like a matrix of stuff, and you can search the marketplace. And of course, Facebook being what Facebook is, my entire um, my entire feed here is uh, grills, canoes, kayaks, and stand up paddle boards. Because of course, that's what I search for, and Facebook is going to make sure. That I get exactly what I want, even though if I don't want it anymore. Yeah, I mean, so, I know everybody's. I know everybody heard our episode about um, Sanders and the paddleboarding. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I don't even know what episode that is, and I know all the episodes by number. <laughs> I think that episode, that's the lost episode. It's like those lost honeymooners. <laughs> right. <laughs> so there's all kinds of shit and, you know, you can kind of just thumb through and whatever. But if you search down, obviously it's going to, it's going to hit its algorithm and, and show you when new things come up, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so obviously I've been looking for canoes lately and I've been looking for just um, grilling accessories. Because I have, I've got. You just bought like a nice, like Weber, like from, like a clearance Weber, right? Like when yes. they were, yeah, yeah. And I have my smoker, and then I have um, my parents' old grill. I think it's either like um, Gen Air or Kenmore, or you know, a midline type of grill, stainless yeah. steel, four burners, like a big deal. Um, but you know, my next big. My next big move is to to get like a Weber propane or natural gas. I have natural gas, so I could do that. But um, you know, I just like to poke around, see what. But see how what's are you going to handle life if you start eating all that barbecue all the time? 
Well, that's, uh, that's a very good question, but I think that's for a different episode where we talk about health and wellness and diet change, but I'm not quite ready to, to get into that yet. Okay, okay. The only thing I'll say is the thing that I've learned over the last uh, four to five months is bacon's not our enemy. So just a, to catch all, catch all okay. approach that I think. Bacon is not our enemy. Bacon is not our enemy. I'm not going to go so far as to say bacon is our friend. But I will, I will definitely say bacon is our enemy in, in a larger context. It, it needs to be understood in, in, in a holistic approach. But um, my, my meat and fat consumption has not, has not gone down in the, last, in the last four to six months. But and your feel, but your uh, meat and fat percentage of your body weight has gone down. Correct. Oh, very yeah, good point. Yeah. I, I guess that's the that right. I'm yeah, kinda... but we will get into that episode into the future. Into the future, but although this kind of ties into it, yes, along with... those lines, one yes. of the things that I've learned over the last few months, and this is the big mistake that I that I have made traditionally, right, is that I would balance. Diet and exercise on equal plane. Meaning, I spend 50% of my time worrying about what I eat and 50% of my time worrying about my exercise. And sometimes I'd even make it more about the exercise than about the diet. And if I exercised a lot, I use that as an excuse to eat poorly. Because, well, why not? I burnt off a bunch of calories and I can eat the extra calories. And this was no more evident in my practice during the training for the half marathon that I ran. I ran, I don't know, probably by by the end of the training, I probably averaged five miles a day. Wow. Four to five miles a day. Because by the end, I'm running 10 miles in training once a week. And then, you know, I'm still doing three to four mile runs two to three times a week. So I'm doing, I'm, I'm moving, I'm burning calories. I'm probably burning three to 4,000 calories during a run. And I ran that marathon at no lighter than 265 pounds, probably 270. But 265 is probably a pretty good estimate. That's not, that's not light. And that's not slim for a guy who's burning all those calories all the time. Yeah. Because what I'm doing is I'm running 3,000 miles, but then I'm done and I'm famished. And I am um, supplementing my diet with probably, you know, 2,500 to 3,000 calories in that meal. But yeah, it's you got to replace the calories here. Yeah. Just it's not quality down. calories, but in in my practice, it should balance itself out because I'm doing all the exercise. And what I've learned recently is that for an obese individual, for an overweight individual, for somebody who's dealing with diabetes, for somebody who's dealing with serious health problems associated with weight gain, I'm not talking about the guy or the girl who needs to lose 10 or 15 pounds. I'm talking about somebody 
who needs to lose 100 pounds. Yeah. Exercise is no more than 5 to 10% of that equation for the weight loss component. That's people get a little confused and they say, well, exercise shouldn't matter. That's not, that's, that's not the point that I've, that I've learned or the point that I'm trying to convey. It's that you can't overcome a poor diet with, simply with exercise. Oh, yeah, totally. So now that I've, I've gotten a focus on, on, on... I mean, I know just cutting out the sugar, the soft drinks, I start losing weight on that alone. Yeah, right. Exactly. Because yeah, sugar exactly. is terrible for you. That's all there is to that. So, so with that in mind, uh, first and foremost, I, I tackled my diet and, and started to, to see some positive uh, momentum in, in my overall health. A little lighter, uh, less inflammation, my joints don't hurt as much. Because last year during the walk season, um, you know, I was at a fighting weight of about 305 for the walks. I probably lost a couple, you know, 10, 15 pounds during that season because I was so active and I didn't eat as much and et cetera. But I was sore, man. Just, you know, you watch like an offensive lineman when he goes into retirement and he sheds, you know, like 60 or 70 pounds and he becomes, you know, much healthier because he doesn't have to carry all that weight around. And that's what kills your knees, carrying all that weight around. Yeah. It destroys your joints and your so knees. What, you're friggin' walking around all day, you know? So that's what was happening. Um, and I needed to fix that. So I was bound and determined to go into walk season this year significantly lighter and in better shape. And I'm, I'm on my way there. But Good deal. As I'm, as I'm learning this and as I'm getting ready to, you know, take the next step and not just worry about my, my health, I'm trying to figure out what I should do in terms of exercise. And and there's a bunch of cosmetic there obviously there's a bunch of, of health reasons why you want to increase your cardiovascular health and you want to increase your muscle tone, et cetera, et cetera. But there's some cosmetic reasoning and weight loss obviously has has some side effects in terms of, you know, loose skin or um you know, diminished muscle tone and muscle capacity. And yeah, weight- I mean, especially if you, yeah, if you gained way more weight than your body was able to hold. Yes. And one of the ways to counteract that is to, is to lift weights. Yep. So I have a gym membership and I've had a gym membership to Planet Fitness for, I don't know, since I came back from Carousel Basin. What is it like $10 a month? Because yeah. that's how much they charge here. Yeah. Totally easy. Yeah. And it was good when I didn't have a focus or it was good when I was training for a run or a half marathon because they have tons of cardiovascular equipment. And if you just want to kill some time and want to be healthier than sitting on a couch, it, it's way better to go to a gym and sit on a treadmill for 30 minutes or sit on a bike than it is to do nothing. Yep. So I had that, and it was good, and it was, I don't want to say it was like a panacea, but it was an activity that made sense, especially for $10 a month. I go to that gym, I go on the treadmill, I go on the exercise bike, I do a couple of the 
of the cable machine, the Nautilus machines, and and call it a day. But you know, the effect it has had was was sporadic. You know, I really didn't gain a ton of muscle tone and um obviously I wasn't eating to accompany those workouts, so I was you know, at best just keeping everything at bay. So when I decided to put exercise back into my into my mix, I did a little research. And I was like, what's a good workout? Like, I used to be strong as fuck, man. I used to be able to lift, like, I don't know, 350 pounds? Bench press 350 pounds? Yeah. But, I mean, okay, that's high school. But still, it, that, I have that structure. I have that frame. It was a, you know, it was a possibility. And all I did back then, probably when I was in my best, best shape, was... um Obviously, high school and then in law school, I did the same thing. I, I, I did like four or five exercises, and they were all free weights, and they were all um, heavy weight. Okay. So I've, I've heard a little bit about heavy lifting, and it makes sense. And I look back to what, what I enjoyed, and I look back at what I was good at, and it was simple, basic exercises, dumbbells. I'm sorry, not dumbbells, bench press, deadlift, squat, like your traditional Olympic weight lifting. Like the stuff you just need a bench and a set of weights for. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I I said, you know what? All right, I'm going to get back to the gym and I'm going to try to supplement those exercises or try to adapt those exercises to meet the equipment that's available to me at, at Planet Fitness. But it's nearly impossible. It's nearly impossible. Because the, this program that I found, it's a, there's an app, and it's, it's called Strong Lifts. Five times five. You do five exercises, five reps of each exercise. It's squat, bench press, row, deadlift, and that's it. I don't know where the fuck okay. comes in. Oh, five reps. That's what it is. It's five reps of five. It's sets. 25 reps for. for, for correct. For, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Five sets five, of five, five reps. Five sets of five reps each. Right. Yeah, see, yeah. you're a gym guy, so you, you know the nomenclature. It's been a long time. Yes. <laughs> let me back in the gym. The I nomenclature. Look up the glossary. Um, and that's it. You do three exercises, and you do it three times a week. And that's it. But you're doing it to the point where you can only do five reps, so it, it's it's relatively heavy weight. So I went back to the gym, and I couldn't replicate any of those exercises. It's because it's a, you know, it's a, it's what do they call it? Uh, it's like a no judgment gym, you know? Yeah, yeah, no judgments. Yep. So they don't want. People. They don't have scales there, I believe. Uh, that's true. You're right. That's part of the whole that. no judgment thing. I know it really pisses like my brother off or whatever, my dad or whatever. <laughs> but for listen, for some segment of the population, that that and that's fine. That what that those that judgment free zone is that what they call it? Yeah, judgment free zone. Yeah. Yep. Now my dad goes to this gym, and I don't think he does. I don't think he does heavy weights. I know he does a bunch of cardio, and I think he does some exercise. He had a trainer for a while, you know. Um, 
but they're not you know that that segment of the population does well at a place like like planet fitness yeah but it wasn't going to cut it for me so i decided that i needed to convert i'm going to cancel that gym membership even though it's only 10 bucks a month and then i'm going to i'm going to spend that money on buying equipment for my own home gym okay now i don't you've been working out pretty regularly for the last I don't know, year, year and a half. Almost a year, basically. Like, okay. since last May, that's when I start revving it up. What was your, what's your experience with, with lifting weights or working out or just general exercise before that? Uh, when, I, when I was in Boston, so we're talking this by 2004 when all this was going on, for a while, for a few months there... I'm not sure how many months it was now at this point, but I started lifting weights again, you know, where I was actually building up to lifting heavy weights, but I was younger back then. I was in my 20s. So where'd you go? There was a gym there in the There was office? a Gold's Gym uh, in downtown. Okay. And it probably shut down before I even moved away from Boston because it was, it was fucked up. You know, it was brand new. It took over some old friggin' department store or something that had been shuttered for years, you know, the downtown crossing area. And I remember at the time I was offering super cheap um, membership, which was like 30 bucks or something, which was super cheap for Boston, you know? And, um... Yeah, that is cheap. That is cheap. Because yeah. I've been to tons of G- New York Sports Club, Gold's Gyms, etc. And I, I remember, even back in late 90s, early 2000s, paying up to upwards of $80 a month for, for Yeah, membership. they were trying to get people in there, but it was really poorly run and everything. Like, it was... I mean, everything was new because it was all new stuff, but there was just a poorly run gym. And I was... I, I did primarily, like, you know, heavy lifting, like, with, with primarily free weights. You know, like benches and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Like doing like the bench press, building up, like trying to get like some muscle on, you know? But, um, but then, you know, how many months later? I don't know. Six months later, it just kind of fizzled out because I wasn't, eight, because, you know, life gets in the way where you, because, uh, you know, the gym has to be like part of your life. Or to be something that you keep up with, you know? Yeah. And I'll tell you that as as a frequent gym member, like I said, I go all the frequent way back. Frequent gym to, member, yes. As I go I go all the way back to to, you know, ninety six. When I lived in DC I was a member at a gym. I think it was a Washington sports club. And okay. Which is just like the Boston Sports Club, New York Sport all Yep. The affiliated sports clubs or whatever. Yeah. And they're all yeah. fancy and yeah. they're all expensive and they all have um you know, saunas and, and, and yeah. cool stuff in them. And uh, I would go and I would utilize them. But the big debate was always, do you get the gym membership near where you work or the gym membership near where you live? And yeah. when I was in law school, that wasn't that big of a deal because I'd either work out in at the gym with a buddy of mine or we would go or I would come home and, and the sports club was right by my house and then when I moved into um but when I when I graduated and moved back home then it became a, a, a the big decision 
So I joined the New York Sports Club where I could go to any sports club. So you're talking like, I think that was the $80 a month one because it was like the gold membership. So sometimes I worked out near work and sometimes I worked out near home. But again, it was just me, so it didn't matter. I was just kicking the can down the road if I chose to work out near home. Yeah. And then um, when I got married, that was the big, that was the big rub is like, all right, I'm working in the city and just working in Tom's River. It would probably make more sense if we got uh, gym memberships near the places that we worked and ran right after work and did it. Um, but, like, then who wants to get home at 8 o'clock at night working, yeah. you know, commuting from the city? Yeah. So. Always an issue. We dabbled with, and here's where you kind of cross the line, and, and sometimes it's a success, sometimes it's a failure. But incorporating workouts into your home, your basement or your living room or your bedroom, and incorporating that into like your just your daily wake up or or go to bed routine, right? So I've tried both and have had minor success with each, but minor is the key. Yeah. So this this time I said, you know what? That it's easy enough. This I'm only going to be doing three exercises and you know, if I can do it in my basement, I can do it for, you know, a half an hour, 3 to 4 you know, times. You know, the funny a week. thing about how you're saying, I just to interrupt real quickly. It's for a long time before I finally started going to the actual gym before I went in there back in May and was like I need to join. Yeah. I was like I can just do stuff at the house. And I even would come up with these lists and I was like, oh, this is easy. But I would never actually do it, you know? Yeah. Because that's part yeah. of the problem. It's like, there's no shame on me at my house, you know? I'll tell you what. Now, I've had some some success and I've had some failure. But there have been a couple times when I've had progress doing some kind of at-home workout. I think Angie and I did like uh, P90X or something where... You got to watch that on TV, DVD, yeah. Yeah. So like in the morning, she would wake up before school and she would do it. And then she'd wake me up and and while she was getting showered and ready for school, I would do the whatever the half hour, you know, routine was. Um, And it was super intense. It was like, it was a precursor to CrossFit. Yep. You know, do jumping jacks, do sit-ups, do this, do that. I I remember dudes... A guy I went to law school with, still friends with, two years ago when he got divorced from his wife, that was one of the things he started doing, the P90X, you know? Yeah. To cut a bunch of weight, because he was back on the market and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, of course. Um, And he shed a bunch of weight, you know what I mean? Like, he got, like, in really good shape, but that takes a commitment to do it at your house, you know? The first person I... um, I heard of P90X from was Guy. And he is the biggest example of at home fitness. Um, he, I don't think he's ever joined the gym. I don't think he goes to the gym, but I've seen him in two different stages of his life cut a ton of weight with at home fitness. Now, one was the P90X, and, and he, you know, would just do that workout at home. But the other was when he was living in Woburn with Pete Shooty. And okay. he was working some office job. 
like doing, you know, temp work or, you know, data entry or whatever, just something mindless. And because he was working at a computer for the first time in his life and eating, you know, lunch and snacks and office life, he had put on a ton of weight. So he'd come, he would come home and he would walk the perimeter of his apartment, not the outside of his apartment, inside of his apartment. <laughs> he would do this figure eight loop through his kitchen and then into his living room and then in his dining room. It was a decent sized apartment. And, you know, he would just do that for 45 minutes or an hour every night. Um, and he like wore a little... Woburn being way the fuck out there. That's what I remember about Woburn. Yeah, and I think it wasn't close to, to, to a gym or anything like that, and that's yeah. not his style. So people can make home fitness work. Yeah. It's just you need I mean, nothing for nothing, sitting on your ass at a desk all day makes you want to work out more. At least makes you want to be active because you realize how friggin' sedentary and awful that existence is, you know? Yeah. So despite the fact that I didn't, I haven't had huge success with the, with especially home workouts in general i committed myself to go and purchase a set of of weights now the weights that i want are your typical barbell plate bench and rack you system. want the standard like thing like when you were a teenager or when you were first learning to lift weights that you would have like in your garage or your basement or whatever. The bench Bas- with the with yes. the barbell. Basically. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But yeah. I want Olympic weights, not standard weights. I don't know why. But I've always Olympic weights are the weights you use at the gym. Yeah. They're the big the big gauged Yeah, uh, those big plates. Yeah. 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 Now they not like sell- uh the uh, plastic coated cement or whatever yes, that you get. Right. Back yeah. in the 70s. Yeah. Definitely yeah. not those. But they also sell a metal weight that has a small gauged hole for the bar. And that's, that's called the standard weight. You yeah. either get Olympic or, or standard. Um, I don't know what the difference is in terms of functionality. Probably not. You're putting weights on a bar and you're lifting it. Um, I'm guessing the Olympic barbell is heavier than a standard barbell. Oh yeah, I'm sure it is because it can handle more weight. Therefore, it probably can handle more weight. Okay, so that's yeah. that's probably the difference. Um, yeah, and I've I've used Olympic weight sets before, so that's how I know like what the denominations are, how many plates you put on to get what, and et cetera, et cetera. So um, I start out on a quest to find these, but like any good second-hand market shopping spree, I've got a very unrealistic budget in mind. <laughs> yeah. And gonna... I don't know what your budget is, but we'll get it at it. But, like, I'll say this much. Talk about doing home things. I'd been doing these farmer's walk things. Where I was using kettlebells. So I was like, oh, I should just get a couple for the house. And I could always walk around with kettlebells. And I looked, and I was like, Fuck, that much for one kettlebell? So much for that fucking idea. <laughs> right, and that's the thing, and this is what I found out. In my mind, I couldn't justify spending more than $100. <laughs> because I go to a gym that cost me $10. Yes. Right? Yeah. So, I, at this point, though, I'm not super strong. So, 
I can probably squat. Let's let's call it 150 pounds for now, safely. Right? Hey, you're you're doing squats though. Yeah, so I need a bench press. I need squats. I need deadlift, which I can probably deadlift more than I can squat. So I'd probably need more than 150 pounds. Probably need like 200 pounds of weights for to to get all the 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 exercises that I need. I'm being realistic. I'm gonna start small and I'm gonna I'm gonna progress naturally. So I still need 200 pounds of weights, including the bar, and then you know I have a bench, but I still need the rack. So I start to just do some, some, you know, cursory shopping. And I'd mention this to my brother. And he's like, well, good luck, dude. <laughs> he's like, good luck. Who, Josh or Jeremy? Yeah, Josh. He's like, you're not, you're not going to find any of that for, you know, for under a hundred bucks. And he was right because the going rate for weights is 80 cents a pound. Yeah. For used weights. It surprises you because you think it'd be something that you could just get easily. Yes, but a weight is a weight that has no expiration date on it, and yes, they get better looking, and they get, you know, they build handles into them now, and they didn't used to, uh, but, but still. But it's not going to lose weight. <laughs> no, right. It's not going it, to disintegrate. <laughs> it has the same value on the market that it yeah. did 25 years ago. 25 pounds is 25 pounds today as it was 30 years ago, yes. So there's the rub. There's the row. I have to navigate this marketplace. So now I simply just become a eagle eye value shopper. And I'm just I'm just gonna look. And if I have to accumulate weights ten pounds at a time for the right price, I will do it ten pounds at a time until I get it until I get it right. But in the back of my mind, I know that there's one seller out there. And that seller's either uh, an empty nester who's getting rid of her kids' old fitness equipment from the basement. Yep. It is a guy who's upgrading his own home gym or is simply doing away with his weightlifting equipment. Or it's a family who's downsizing and, and moving. You're looking for the dude that's just trying to get rid of the shit. Yep. It's yeah. more valuable for me to come take it off his hands. That the true value is in me coming and taking it off of his hands, not in getting market price for it. So I hooked myself up with the um with the Facebook marketplace. And this is why the Facebook marketplace is is superior to me than than Craigslist at this point, because those are really the only two platforms I'm I'm looking at and I'm using. It's because it has um it has alert technology. If I type in something, it will alert me when a new one of those items comes onto the market. <sighs> so I type in Olympic weights. And every time a new Olympic weight listing comes on, it tells me 
to take a look and see what's up. Well, I'm sitting at my desk last week. I don't know, about noonish or one, right around lunchtime or so, and I get an alert, and it says, a new listing for Olympic weights has been posted. And it's a house, like, 10 minutes away from me. And it's got 300 pounds of Olympic weights, plus an Olympic barbell, plus two dumbbells, two Olympic, you know, two replaceable dumbbells. Dumbbells are kind of waste because you gotta you gotta put the weights on and put a collar on and whatever. If you're gonna do that, you might as well just you know use the barbell. Not to mention that I have these fancy weights Roscoe left here. <laughs> unless guy asks for them back, I'm not giving them back to Roscoe. They're those. Uh, Why were they guys' weights? They might, you know, who knows? Guy might have bought them for Roscoe. Either way, if guy asks for them, I'm going to give them to guy. I'm not giving them to Roscoe. Yeah, why would you? They, they, I think they have about a hundred pounds each, and there's like plates, and you can you can turn the dial to to include all the weights or or not all the weights. You following me? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they I know. Those, those are fancy weights. I know the ones you talk They're made by, like, are they made by like Solo Flex or somebody like yes, that? Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what makes them. Right. So they're, they're 100 pound, they're 100 pounds each, but I have a 10 pound dumbbell, a 20 pound dumbbell, a 30 pound dumbbell, all up in 10, 10 pound increments. So if I want to do dumbbells, I'll, I'll use those, but I've got 300 pounds of, of Olympic plates and the, uh, and the bar. So that's 345 pounds of weights that he was listing them for $40. Damn. It's a good price. I jumped all over it. Yeah, you got to be all over that, man. And I said, hey, man, listen, are these available? They just posted, so of course they're still available. Are these available? Uh, I'm 10 minutes away. I can come get them now. For 40 bucks. how can you go wrong? And uh, and he's like, yep, they're available. Here's my address. You come and you're all set. You're lucky because about two weeks ago, I hadn't looked at Craigslist stuff in a while because I was like, I got to chill out on buying stuff. And I saw somebody was selling all of this cast iron. And it all need to be basically re-seasoned and re- you know, redone. Sure, sure. And they were selling a lot of it. Like, just basically a lot. Not yeah. a lot. Yeah. Like, yep. a lot. A- a lot, yeah. Like uh, for fifty dollars, so I right away I was like, "Well, I get that and see if I can get forty dollars." I sent the guy in there. He's like, "Oh, somebody's on their way over now. Look at it. If they don't buy it, uh, I'll let you know." But of course, they were going to buy it because it was all this old cast yes. for fifty bucks. And I was like, "Who the fuck sells this for fifty bucks? You could get way more piecing it out, even in fucked up condition, because it never goes bad." Exactly. Same thing right. happened to me. Same thing happened to me um, <laughs> with a canoe. You know how the big the big plan of the DeSantis Committer family is to is to become aquatic, and we're going to yes. start with a canoe. Yep. So I saw a canoe for 125 bucks. It was a 14 footer, like Coleman, like a top line canoe. They were just getting rid of it, and I I messaged the woman right away, and and she was like, "Somebody's on the way over, but if they don't want it," and I'm like, "Well, they're going to want it." Because yeah, of course. If I would have just looked the day before, if that would have been the time that I had chosen to break my whole, like, 
like, oh, let me see what's on Facebook on Craigslist. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, this here's the big dilemma that I'm that that I personally didn't have, but I'm interested to see how you would approach it. It's everything you want for pennies on the dollar. What's that? The what what I'm looking at, right? So it's yeah. everything you want and it's already pennies on the dollar. Yeah. And he's but he's asking $40 for it. Now I know how you love the haggle, but what do you do in that situation? It's one of those situations where I'd offer him less, but if he didn't want less, I'd still give him what he wanted. Yeah, but I always it, offer less just because I have to. Yeah, it's in my right. DNA. That's like the time I bought one of these um, unopened Cuisinart Griddler four and one things that they were selling for like ninety dollars new, and it was a wedding gift and the guy just didn't want it and he had for 50 and I offered him 40 and he's like dude I was like yeah I get it I just gave him the 50 anyway but I always got to offer less now see in that instance if I think it, it's overpriced and he doesn't want to take less but, that's but in issue. that in that instance I go I I subscribe to um to the law of 20s right you well, want yeah, you, like he, you, you want to see that want, guy smart because he's putting it for forty dollars. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. if he was gonna give it, f if he was trying to sell it for fifty, I, I probably buy it for fifty, no questions asked, because he is so far below market. I don't want to chance him saying, "No, nah, I'll tell you what, man, I got somebody else who's coming." No big deal. I don't want to piss. The guy off to the yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, you're where... never gonna piss anybody off over that, man. Especially Which is if you're fair. already over there. If you're already over there, you Which know. is fair. Which is totally fair. But <laughs> when it's forty, there's nowhere to go. Well, that's why you bring a twenty and two tenths. <laughs> see, but by that, see, I can't do that. I can't see, do that in good. You just don't like doing it, dude. <laughs> Which is true, but in good conscience, I can't do it then and then not do it when the guy wants it for 50. Do you know what I mean? Because my argument is a philosophical argument, right? I show up to buy something for $40. Chances are I've got two 20s. I show, something, I, I show up to buy something for $50. I've got three 20s. Why is it? my responsibility to break the 20 and not his responsibility to have change. Therefore, I will say, listen, I'll give you 40 for it because I got 40 right here. And I've, I've used that explanation. I've used that argument. Yeah. And then he can say, I'm sorry, I don't have change or whatever. Well, then, then we're at a stalemate. So I can't, with good conscience, as a as a as a buyer, as a negotiator, I can't go to the to the transaction with the proper denomination in that instance, and not go with the proper denomination in the other instance. Yeah, where you know, in I, reality, I get where you're coming from, but the way I look at it is, it's one big flea market anyway. Which is fair. And in reality, it probably balances itself out more times than it doesn't. I mean, but like, 
I will always offer less. If I already think it's a good deal, I'm still going to give him the money if he turns it down. But like, yeah. but you, you know might as well see if you can save yourself 10 bucks, you know? Yeah, I don't because I think there's more value in encouraging the proper, the, the proper valuation of something <laughs> in that setting than I do getting the extra $10. If the guy's valued it properly, I'm going to reward him for valuing it properly. Yeah, properly. I guess, but he's not a store. You know, he's a dude selling waste for one time ever. Probably. He's a merchant <laughs> in the strip mall of life, my friend. <laughs> I mean, I don't think everybody's going to be... Re- no, one, no one other than you and him are going to know if you got those weights for 30 or 40 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> You're not setting the market, dude. But I ended up with them. Uh, I ended up with them. Uh, for I mean, 40 it's a bucks. good deal anyway for forty bucks. But what it I'm is. saying is, I'd still offer him less and see what he says. And it if is. he was like, "No, man, I need the forty, I would be like, "Cool." Like I found it weird. Like, like the time the dude came over, like, and he was the Coast Guard helicopter pilot. He was like, "You want forty? And the thing had been that lawnmower. Emmanuel lawnmower had been sitting on Craigslist for like months. And he's like, all right, you said $45 or whatever I put it at, you know? Because I priced it so that, you know, I priced it so that I would get like 40 get bucks. 40. You yeah, know? sure. Yeah. But I priced it like at 45. <laughs> I was like, yeah, 45. He just freely handed it to me. <laughs> I was like, man, I definitely would have offered less. <laughs> and that's why I built into the price. I built into the price the idea that someone would offer me less. Yeah. Listen, I'm a first, last, best negotiator. Yeah. First offer is my best offer. That's my last offer. If we can't make it happen, we can't make it happen. So, yeah, I guess. with that said... But that's the I difference think- with, with you and me. Part of my fun is the is like seeing what you can get it for. You know? Yes, I do. I find that I find no value in the transaction, uh, in 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 the haggle, in the in the discussion, in the negotiation. I don't I haggle thing. too much. It's not like sitting there like like over a car, yeah, going you're, back and right. forth, or or like pawn stars. It's like a one time thing, you know. Yeah, you, you mention it, and that's fine. That's that's so. And I wouldn't take offense if somebody had given me that. You know, taking your approach. If you came to buy something from me, I wouldn't be offended. Um, but yeah, just from a oh, personal, it's, it's you. Yeah, I'm gonna be twenty dollars less. <laughs> but from a personal standpoint, from a personal standpoint, I would just assume if I if I think it's fair, I buy it for fair. So yeah. Uh, with that said, and now I have three hundred pounds of weight sitting in my and trunk. Some, but but I do appreciate when you talk about that guy's putting it at price because there's there's things I sold. That I price specifically to sell it for that price just to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, exactly. Like, I had a bed frame, and I know all those are selling for like 20 bucks or whatever, but I just, it was a spare bed frame. And I didn't want to take it up space. So I put it on there for 10 bucks because I knew it would go right away. Because, like, you can search Craigslist and find a million $20 bed frames. It's like, obviously, there's a market for bed frames. So if I put one for $10, somebody's going to come and get it right away when it's the one $10 one, you know? Yep, totally. And that's what this guy did. And now I got them and they're sitting in my trunk until I can clean my basement out. <laughs> <laughs> How long have they been sitting in your trunk? About a week. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're getting about right in. Right. 
Have you canceled the Planet Fitness yet? No, not yet. Not yet. All right, good. All right, good. So, on that note, with apologies to Girk's brother, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah. <laughs> good night, Fredo, and um, hopefully Sanders will be lean, a lean, mean, you know, fight machine like Fredo is pretty soon. We can only we can only pray. <laughs> <laughs>